He may be a degenerate, but he's our degenerate. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. They've got the size advantage, Tom. Better coach. Better dressed coach. Uh, Jay Wright thinks he's this hot bleep. Okay? What has he done for me lately? He wasn't able to win five Big East championships in a row. That's what he's not been able to do. This year they fell one short. How about that, Jay Wright? Oh, I'm so great. I won the national championship two years in a row. Oh, yeah? Well, tell me whenever you won the Big East five in a row. Jay Wright. Beautiful. Bastard. You know what, though? At least I think Huggy, I think he can cuddle better than Jay Wright. Damn right. I'm telling you, if the refs ref this next game, like they ref the last game, we're winning it all. But you just never know. It's going to be through the entire tournament. What are you talking about? Through the entire thing. This I finally figured this is what March Madness is about. Like hedging your bets and saying, my team, eh, they're probably not going to, but they're going to do it. Like I'll just settle in for it. I'll Coming into the it. tournament, I said to myself, we're going to lose to Villanova, and I'm okay with it. Now I want to win the whole damn thing. <laughs> we'll talk to Dale Lally coming up in a minute. I don't want to get pulled over ever again. And I don't want any of you to get pulled over ever again. So we've had people call in with smoky reports. And it's been very popular the days that we've had Brian here in the studio. I can't do them because it just takes away from the show. Uh, we, we need somebody else to do them. Tom's not funny enough to do them. So here's Brian with the 5 o'clock hour smoky report. He's bound to die. Are we going to do what they say can be done? Breaker Breaker 1-9 got eyes on a grocery grady at Feeding Bears in the Granny Lane side of Parkway <laughs> West inbound. If you don't want a bear on your donkey, better stop squeezing that trigger and drop it back to double nickels. If you see a Miss Piggy, a Mama Bear, a Papa Bear, bear in the bushes or a bear in the air, you give us a holler and we'll get you home without the extra freight. 412-922-2874. This is Smoker Report. Over and out. He's bound to die. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like old bandit runs. Dale Lawley from DKPittsburghSports.com joining us now. And Dale, before we get into this John Bostic guy and the Tyron Matthew conversation, I just got to say, it was a real D-bag move what you did to me the other day. West Virginia's got me all nervous. It's the first-round matchup against a 12 seed. They always find a way to knock off five seeds. And right when Murray State tries to make it interesting, you're texting me, oh, here comes Murray State. Screw you, man. Well, you know, i got to play on your uh, your insecurities, which are many. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, even Jerry Reeves knows that West Virginia is not beating Villanova. Hey, Dale. Who'd you take, Virginia or UMBC? UMBC. <laughs> you bastard, you knew what I was doing there. You know how to play the game. Oh, you dirty dog, you. That's just it. That's what I'm saying. I don't think West Virginia is going to beat Villanova. But if Virginia can lose to, to UMBC. Into that. 
keep trying to talk yourself into that, Crowley. I know what you're trying to do. If we beat, you're not fooling anybody. If we beat Villanova, <laughs> I'm going to be even more. We, yes, we. we. I've never seen you. I've seen you actually on the basketball court before. You ain't helping them beat anybody. I could have helped them beat Marshall. <laughs> I, th- I, I think if I took one of those spots, they still would have found a way to beat that team. How's your bracket looking these days, Lolly? Oh, it's all, it's a mess. But I knew it was going to be a mess going into this tournament because they're about oh, going into this thing. You looked at there were probably twelve to fifteen teams that could win it all. I mean, this is this thing was as wide open as any bracket or any tournament that, that's, that's been there in recent years. Now there are a couple of teams that are easily the top of the of the bracket kind of teams, uh, better better built to win it all. Kansas being one. Villanova being another, <laughs> but West Virginia. Um, I'm telling you, I, I mean they have. Look, if they'd have gotten the right matchups, could they make the Final Four? Yes, but they didn't get the right matchups. Villanova is not a good matchup for them. No, it sucks. Villanova, all five, all five guys in the floor for Villanova handle the ball. We'll just have to out rebound them again, Dale. That's going to have to happen. Hit them on the well, offensive they glass. They don't miss any shots. Uh, that, that's a problem. Well, we'll, we'll, we're going to wind up missing 50, so we'll get those offensive boards. That's how West Virginia wins. If we don't turn a bunch of people over, then we get them on the offensive glass and we get the possessions that way. Dale, I'm telling you, West Virginia is going to be, we're going to, we might lose, but we, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Dale Lolly, DK Pittsburgh Sports.com, joining me here on the Crowley Show. Tell me everything. I'll tell you what, Adam, okay. Adam if, if West Virginia, if West Virginia loses, you're getting the face tattoo. You're getting the Mike Tyson. Tribeman tattoo on your face. If West Virginia that? wins the national championship, I will get a then tattoo. Tom gets a tattoo. <laughs> no, I, I'm telling you right now, if West Virginia wins the national championship, I will get a flying dub V tattooed somewhere on my body. <laughs> I don't know where, but somewhere. Dale, tell me everything. That was a gross noise that just came out of my mouth. Uh, tell me everything you know about John Bostic. Um, he's a former second-round pick. I mean, he's got pedigree. Uh, just a bit, you know, had some injury issues throughout his career, a uh, foot injury, a back issue. Uh, last year was a knee. Um, obviously, he's been a guy, though, that, that other teams have coveted. I mean, he's been traded twice in a league that typically most guys don't get traded once. Um, you know, so he, he's, he's been a guy that's been in some demand. And, you know, if you go back and watch the tape last year of the Steelers-Colts game, um, you don't see a guy that, that takes a lot of missteps. Uh, he's not as gifted physically as Ryan Shazier. There aren't many guys who in the league who are, to be quite frank. But I, I think he's a guy that they can work with um, depending on who they draft. I mean, he's, he's going to be a guy that's going to be battling with a rookie for that starting job this year. And at the very at the very least, he provides you uh, a veteran depth that's better than Tyler Manikiewicz or Sean Spence. You think that the Steelers are going to be able to squeeze a safety in there too? Yeah, they're going to try. I mean, they hosted Michael Thomas today, but he's more of a special teams guy. Um, now he's got some starting experience under his belt. He started 13 games in Miami last season, 2016, I should say. Um, but he's not a highly productive guy. He's more like a he would be more of Robert Golden's replacement okay. than he would be Mike Mitchell's. Did the Steelers have a realistic opportunity to sign Tyron Matthew, Dale, and fit him under the salary cap and still do some other things? No. Why would they? I mean, Tyron Matthew, people need to understand, he's not a safety. He's a slot corner. 
He's five foot. He's, he's smaller than Mike Hilton, and they already have Mike Hilton. Um, and, and quite frankly, I mean, Tyron Matthews a name. Everybody loves the honey badger thing and, and all that stuff. And he had a good season uh, three years ago when he had five interceptions and made the Pro Bowl. But he's a slot corner. I mean, they, they have their slot corner in Mike Hilton. They, they don't need a Tyron Matthew. They need somebody to play free safety. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dale, but before this John Bostic signing, didn't the Steelers only have about 7 or $8 million in cap space? So signing Matthew anyhow would have maxed him out pretty much, and you still got to sign rookies. you still got to find a way to supplant the bottom of your roster. Yeah, I mean, they would have had to have made some other moves uh, in terms of, you know, renegotiations and those kind of things. And I don't know that they want to do that. Judging by the guys that they're bringing in, they don't. I think they, they've, they've pretty much renegotiated everybody they want to renegotiate. Uh, the only thing that they have left that they could do would be to extend Ben Roethlisberger and try to bring his cap hit down this year. It's $23.2 million. Um, but given, given what some of the other quarterbacks are signing for around the league, who's to say Roethlisberger's cap value or cap hit wouldn't go up if they signed him to an extension? Dale Lawley, DKPittsburghSports.com, joining me here on the Crowley Show. It looks like the Steelers are going to take a inside linebacker or a safety in the first round of the draft. I think that that's the way that they need to go. People have been acting as though the Steelers, Dale, are not in a great position with the defense that they have. And I think the inside linebacker position, obviously, it's an issue because you don't have Ryan Shazier. But... The fact that they bring in Bostic, I think, helps there with the depth. Uh, they're going to get a linebacker in the draft, as I just said. I, I don't think that they're all that far off, uh, given the way that they've been playing rookies lately. Uh, the Steelers are going to have a stacked deck. You just got to hope that those young players can uh, play well, and you got to hope that the offense can play as well as they have recently at the end of last season and kind of carry the carry the water there. Yeah, and to a certain degree, people need to understand this. Well, how is how is Bostic any kind of upgrade? Well, he's an upgrade over Sean Spence. Yes. That's what they finished the season with last year. Obviously, the Indianapolis Colts felt he was an upgrade over Sean Spence because they started him over Sean Spence and released Sean Spence. So, I mean, they, they've, they've, I don't know that you can say that they fixed their defense or anything like that, but they certainly improved it better than what it was, you know, at the in January. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Now it's just a matter of, of finding a safety, and, and the way everybody has ripped Mike Mitchell in this town, uh, and Steeler fans, and rightfully so, he didn't play well in, in 2018 or 2017. Um, you know, maybe you could be an upgrade over Mike Mitchell. I don't know. Well, after after I beat Marshall in that basketball game, Dale, I've had a lot of phone calls <laughs> saying, hey, well, you're athletic out there. We could use you at defensive back. Uh, Dale, appreciate the time. Uh, I knew fairly little about John Bostic. Uh, I now know slightly more than that. And it's just its a move that the Steelers make. They never go out and, and be flashy. That was good English uh, uh, from me there. They don't do that. Uh, they weren't going to do it, and they weren't going to do it with Matthew, who, again, I agree, is not a, a great fit positionally and money-wise. It just was never going to happen. Why does that? Why does that? You know what? I know the answer to this one already, Dale. But you listen to the people across the street. You listen to some other people who don't know what they're talking about when it comes to the football side of things here in Pittsburgh. And it's always the big name. Well, I wish they had this big name. I wish they had that big name. It's because these are the only people that these guys have heard of. Yeah, I mean, every time some somebody that people recognize a name that they recognize gets released, um, I get the questions on Twitter. Are the, should the Steelers sign this? Revis. Yeah, I mean, Richard Revis, Sherman. Revis, Washed up, washed up, washed up. 
let's let's sign every washed up guy who's, who hits the market. There's a reason why they hit the market because they're either not worth the money that they're being paid or they're washed up. Teams, NFL teams, don't generally let good players walk, as we're seeing with the Steelers in Le'Veon Bell. It just doesn't happen because it's it's difficult to acquire those guys. It's a, it's very difficult to acquire game changers, and so you don't typically. Now, there may be some that price themselves out of certain cities, and that's that's all part of the equation. But you look at the free agent class this year, it just wasn't great because teams were locking up their own good players. They weren't going to let great players walk for, and get you know very little in return in terms of a, you know, a, a compensatory pick, a third-round pick. Maybe, uh, as we saw this year, you just never know what you're going to get in, the, in terms of the compensatory pick. So, yeah, I mean, Tyran Matthews sounds nice on paper. Uh, but again, he's he's a slot corner. He's not a, he's not a deep safety. He just he's too small to be able to do that consistently and stay healthy. I'm thinking 86 to 78 Villanova over West Virginia, <laughs> but I could see it go the other way. <laughs> see, so I, I think it, I think it's going to be 150 to 117 Villanova. I think it's going to break all kinds of records, up and down. That would hurt. Goodbye, Dale. Goodbye, Adam. I think Tom was sleeping on the butt there. He missed it. He did. Got that one, though. I know, and I set it up so well. That was perfect. <sighs> that You know what, Tom? That was bad by you. Yeah, that was. I don't no, know, I'm going to wear that one. What are you doing in there? Because you missed full, it. You full missed, transparency? Yeah. I was posting the podcast. You missed like four butts. <laughs> That's I almost funny. missed that one right there. I, I thought Tom never missed a butt. That's a terrible joke. Come on. That's a terrible oh, joke. It's just come terrible. On. Oh, come on. Well, you're pissed because I made it about you, <laughs> and you're pissed because I called you a homer. It's an awesome joke. Damn it. That was a terrible joke. Yeah, but it was better than anything else we had at the moment. It was a terrible joke. But I see where you're coming from. Coming up next, we'll talk a little bit about John Bostic and his 97 tackles that he had for the Colts last season and... That's about it. It's Crowley Show. <laughs> Homers are always trying to find reasons for their team to make a run, even though it might seem improbable. So we've determined that when you're in one of those scenarios, like West Virginia on the, in the Sweet 16, you say things like, oh, I don't think we're going to win, but we've got a size advantage. I don't think the Steelers are going to beat the New England Patriots, but it's going to happen sooner or later. The Cincinnati Bengals aren't as good as the Steelers. But maybe this year they can do it. So with all the butt-belling going on, butt-belling going on, the gears are turning. I'm trying to think of butt jokes in my head. Brian's trying to think of butt jokes in his head, and you come to the Crowley Show for comedy stylings like you heard in the last segment. This might have been the worst joke ever told on the show. I think Tom was sleeping on the butt there. He missed it. He did. Got that one, though. I know, and I set it up so well. That was perfect. That You know what, Tom? That was bad by you. Yeah, that was. I don't no, know, I'm going to wear that one. What are you doing in there? Because you missed full, it. You full missed... transparency? Yeah. I was posting the podcast. You missed like four butts. <laughs> I almost funny. missed that one right there. I thought Tom never missed a butt. 
Town never missed a butt. Oh no, it's, it's different when I hear it back. Like in my own head, that was the most brilliant joke I've ever told. I mean, so town never missed a butt. Where do you think that's coming from? I mean, where does that even? I don't even know why you think that that's funny. I needed a butt joke. So you, so you said this? I thought town never missed a butt. Look. Okay, I'm trying to do high comedy on the Crowley show. I'm not gonna. I'm not <laughs> try gonna... harder then, because it's not working. <laughs> were you trying to go? Tell never missed a butt. Were you trying to go for the Tom got a lot of ass at high school yes. or something? Yeah, yeah. I thought Tom never missed a butt. Come on, it wasn't that bad? I mean, maybe a little bit. Having <laughs> to come back. Look, that joke could have been funny, but it just didn't fly. That joke had potential, but it just came up short because you guys didn't get it. I thought Tom never missed a butt. <laughs> Look, I'm here trying to deliver butt jokes. I can't do it all the time. I really miss Joe because he used to walk. It doesn't make any sense! Joe never missed a walk. I thought Tom never missed a butt. Come on! Like, that makes a little bit of sense, right? Maybe? Sort of? Just a little? I thought Tom never missed a butt. Oh, no. I'm going to have to hear that forever now. I don't mind you taking a shot there. But that was terrible. You got to be quicker on the trigger I there. I, I mean, mean he, he almost missed a butt there. Oh, my God. I thought Tom never missed a butt. <laughs> Steelers signed John Bostick. He had 97 tackles for the Colts last season before getting hurt to end the year. There are a couple of games left, so that's 97 tackles in 14 games. Tackling is hard. <laughs> I've heard. Oh, really not going to make a joke that just popped through my head there. I thought Tom never missed a butt. He does have pedigree, though. He was a second-round pick. His issue's been staying healthy, not playing poorly. He's not a great player, but he does give the Steelers something that they didn't have last year. Sean Spence was awful. Just awful. I feel bad for the young man, but he was awful. The Steelers aren't... You missed another one! I thought Tom never missed a butt. The Steelers once... Ryan Shazier went down. Didn't have an answer there. Tyler Matikiewicz got injured. Sean Spence was brought in. He was clearly not the answer. LJ Fort's a pretty good player, but he doesn't necessarily fit in terms of being somebody who's going to play three downs. So this makes the Steelers better. Immediately better. Immediately better. And that's all you can ask for. I hate when people say, well, you didn't go out and sign the big name, so you didn't get better. No, the Steelers did get better. Today, when they made the deal official. They did, because they got better at the position that they were weakest at. Does it mean that they're great at the position? Does it mean that they have enough depth? No, but they're better than they were at the end of last season. And that's all you can ask for in a front office. And if they bring in a safety who's better than Mike Mitchell, they're going to be better there too. And I don't think it's hard to bring in a safety who's better than Mike Mitchell, the way he played this last year. When Mike Mitchell's at the top of his game, when he's healthy, he's a fine player. But he hasn't been healthy enough. 
He hasn't played well enough, so he's gone. And it's not going to be that hard, I don't think, to find somebody who comes in and immediately plays better, whether it's a rookie or somebody else. But all this Tyron Matthew talk, I think, is coming from people who don't know what the hell they're talking about. By the way, tomorrow, right now, at this time, Dick Vitale will be joining the show. The Steelers did not have a, a chance to sign Tyron Matthew. They didn't. I know that Cam Hayward tweeted at him, and the Steelers got out on their social media accounts and said, let's bring this guy in. He's got a cool nickname. He's the Honey Badger. But it was unrealistic. These things get stirred around by the media, but they're never going to happen. Never. It was never in the cards because the Steelers don't have that much cap room. And the cap room that they do have, they're going to try to spread it out in the safety position and in the inside linebacker position. And you can't do that if you spend it all on one shot. You can't shoot your wad on that guy who probably doesn't fit anyhow. And I realize it is about getting better. But the Steelers have to get better at as many positions as they can prior to the draft. And they need to increase the depth. So here's the question I'll ask you. The only way that this would have gone down for the Steelers to bring in Tyron Matthew is if Le'Veon Bell did not get the franchise tag. So would you rather have Tyron Matthew and John Bostic or Le'Veon Bell and John Bostic? You tell me. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I am all about keeping the all-pro player when you got him. So the Steelers keep Lev Bell. And then they supplement their inside linebacker core, as opposed to adding a guy who was banged up last year, who you think can be an all-pro, and eating up all your cap space that way. It just doesn't make sense. It was never going to happen. I hate when these things get discussed. And I'm not against hypotheticals, but I am whenever you start talking about the Steelers in a negative light because, oh, they didn't go out and make that move. It's a move that didn't make sense. Uh, Ron Cook's writing a column about how the Steelers really missed out on Tyron Matthew. Bro, they wouldn't be able to draft anyone then. He would fill up the rest of their cap space. It doesn't make sense financially. It doesn't make sense from a positional standpoint anyway, anyhow. God, we in this town play so many games. Not me. We have fun on our radio show. They get the people all fired up. Tyron Matthews, the Steelers didn't do a good job. Let me write a column about it. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. It wasn't in the cards. It never was in the cards. The only way it would have worked is if Le'Veon Bell was not a Pittsburgh Steeler. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Now, the Steelers are always up against the cap, at least to some extent, but they're not in as bad of a position as people tend to think. But they're also not in as good a position as those people seem to think. It's funny the way that that works, isn't it? Out of one side of their mouth, they're saying, Oh, Steelers don't have enough cap room. Oh, my God. They signed Le'Veon Bell. They don't have enough room to, to address the defense. I mean, I've heard that show. I drive in sometimes and I listen to what they're talking about because it's good content for me to make fun of them. And I'm driving in and you have one of them say, well, here's the thing here. Uh, the Steelers, 
they don't have enough camp space to sign defensive players. And then the other dude, talking out of the other side of his mouth, says, well, they could still sign Tyron Matthew. What? Do you even hear yourself? They don't have the ability to sign that guy. It would be dumb to sign that guy. When they can get a young, cheap player from the draft who's going to be better than Mike Mitchell. And that's what the Steelers need to do. They need to get better from where they were last year. That's it. That's all they need to do. And they can improve at inside linebacker. I think they already have. And they can improve at safety if they draft the guy. And then that way you still get to keep your running back. It's not that hard of a concept. You keep the all-pro. You get better at the other positions. Bada-bing, bada-boom. There you go. It's not that hard. You keep that guy. You know you're better with him. I say it all the time. Steelers were 4-5 and five two years ago until they started giving the ball to Bell for 147 yards a game. They didn't lose a game the rest of the regular season. Last year, Steelers 3-2. and two. They went on a long winning streak until they lost to New England. Le'Veon Bell averaged 126 yards a game. Before that, not great. You know what he adds to your team. You know what you had last year in Mike Mitchell. You know what you had last year at inside linebacker apart from Vince Williams? Le'Veon Bell makes this team win, so you keep him. Get incrementally better at the other two positions, and then you're a better football team. Not that hard. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh, I see the station across the street has... Their own great Pittsburgh sports debate. <laughs> Not going to tell you when it is or where it is. All I'm going to say is that it won't be as good because it won't have me and it won't have Matt. And also, I guarantee you that they don't say the things that I say. I say things on my radio show that they won't say when they're in a setting where they're supposed to be saying those things. That's what makes this show good. That's why our, our ratings are up 500%, because I'm not afraid to tell it like it is. I'm not afraid to have fun. I'm not afraid to push the envelope. They are. First thing in the morning, it's a bunch of white guys talking about sports. The last thing you get going to bed, it's a white guy talking about sports, because that's all they've got, the same white people talking all day long. Same show, all day. And now they're going to put it to you in person. Hell, you pay for that for? Just listen to my show on the reg. The Crowley show is uncensored, and you get great comedy. We're oh, hilarious. Tom never missed a butt. Tom, play the long one again because I don't think people understand just how unfunny that joke was. I think Tom was sleeping on the butt there. He missed it. He did. Got that one though. I know, and I set it up so well. That was perfect. <sighs> That you know what, Tom? That was bad by you. Yeah, that was. I don't know, I'm I, gonna wear that one. What are you doing in there? Because you missed full, a, you full missed, transparency. Yeah, I was posting the podcast. You missed like four butts. <laughs> that's I almost funny. missed that one right there. I, I thought Tom never missed a butt. I love how he starts the joke too by going, "That's funny." Was just gonna say the same thing. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it's like when you hear somebody say, "Listen." But hey, it's funny. I am listening because he likes butts and he never misses them. And then, like, he missed a butt. Get it? Look, Braden tweets in. He says, I don't think it was that bad, but it was far from good. I still laugh, though. I thought Tom never missed a butt. That's vindication. Braden thinks it's funny. Uh, I'm anti-Braden right now, FYI. 
Because of your homerism. No, it's not homerism. It's him being a douche. He tweets, I hope West Virginia loses so we don't have to hear this anymore. Hey, you know what, Braden? Kiss my ass. Take a lick of the coonskin. Whoa. Hat. What? Oh, nothing. What do you mean? What do you mean, whoa? I don't know. Carry on. Huh. I was just trying to figure out what that meant. I made a joke earlier in the show about my butt being hairy like a coonskin cat. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then what was that one? How did you say it again? This time? Yeah. I no, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. no. I don't understand. We're moving on. I don't understand. Get fancy? Nope, we're moving on. Braden tweets, yeah, I'm sorry. I went a little far there. Go WVU, but I hope they lose to Purdue, and Purdue wins it all, so I get to go to Myrtle Beach. Yeah, imagine the person for our giveaway, our March Mania giveaway, who got Virginia. When they got Virginia, I told them, oh, you've got a pretty good chance of going to Myrtle Beach. And they get a $10 Sensi's gift card, which they would have gotten in addition to all the other fun stuff. Yikes. Coming up next. The Penguins' most important player is maybe playing tomorrow. But maybe not. It's the Crowley Show. I thought Tom never missed a butt. Those air raid sounds there, Tom? No, that's just the sound when the, a fire beat's going to drop, right? Oh, okay. I thought it was an air raid sound, and I thought it was to alert Villanova that threes be raining on their heads uh, coming up on Friday, baby! Oh, my gosh. We had a caller in the first segment, shocking as that is, and he was talking about how he wants West Virginia to win one more game, but he wants them to lose in the Elite Eight to line up with his bracket, and I can't stand when people do stuff like that. If West Virginia does lose to Villanova on Friday, which is likely, but I still think that we have a really good chance of winning. Damn bell, man. We need to get some grease in here, some WD-40 or something. Rub that bell down, man. Tom never misses a bell. When they lose to Villanova, if that were to happen... I'm going to have friends. You just said when they lose to Villanova, if that'll happen. Well, we've got the size advantage, Tom. And they got a better coach, so. Our coach has a size advantage. <laughs> Anytime West Virginia's counted out, they find a way to win. Oh, no. And they're being counted out right now. But all I got to say is, if oh, they... Sticky. Do you you suck in there it's right sticky, now, man. Tom? I'm for the you, love of God, I'm just gonna keep plowing through now and hope you catch him. You know, it's all I can do. I'm gonna play the best game I could play, and I would expect you to play well too. But I, I'll carry the team like Javon Carter if I have to. You'll throw the you'll throw the uh, the shutout, but you need some run support. I do. And here's the deal: I am trying my hardest to get this gosh darn takeout. And I haven't been able to get the damn takeout because I'm either correcting you or I'm correcting Tom or Tom is effing something up well, here on the show. I mean, show. get it out because we're all, we all can't wait to hear how West Virginia's not going to win, but they're going to win. We're on pins and needles right now, man. If West Virginia loses on Friday, I'm going to get texts from friends and colleagues and people that I'm related to, family members. 
that are going to say, oh, man, that sucks. I had West Virginia advancing in my bracket. You know what? I don't care if you had West Virginia advancing in your bracket. Unless there's serious money on the line, you don't care more that they lost than I do. So F you if you're going to tell me, oh, my bracket got busted because your boys lost. Yeah, well, my soul got crushed. Every time West Virginia loses a meaningful game, it hurts my soul. My soul. If West Virginia were to make it to the Final Four this year, I will cry. Which means if they lose, I'm not going to be happy about it. And I sure as bleep, I'm going to be more pissed off about it than you whose bracket got ruined. Like, if Syracuse loses, and I text Tim Benz, who's coming up in 15 minutes, oh, man, that stinks. I had Syracuse advancing in my bracket. You know what he's going to say? F you, dude. I actually like Syracuse. It's like if Jerome Bettis, when he fumbled in the divisional round back in 2005, if the Steelers had lost and somebody had been like, oh, Jerome Bettis is on my fantasy team, so that really hurt me too. No, it didn't hurt you. Jerome Bettis' career is over, and the Steelers got bounced from the playoffs. I feel like I care a little bit more than you. So, to the caller who called up in the first segment, if West Virginia loses, it hurt me more than it hurt you. Just know that. Like Matt Geica last night, we love him. He's a Marshall alum. So for the first time all year long, he watched a, Mar- watched a Marshall game, and he's complaining about the referees. Shut the hell up! You can't complain about the referees! You haven't watched the damn game all year! You're just taking out anybody who said anything negative ah, about West Virginia I'm right I'm torching them all. Are you okay? And you? Dale Lawley, I'm triggered. Dale Lawley, oh, Murray State's going to make a comeback here. Eat me, Dale. Gosh darn. Then you got my father, my uncle-in-law. What, do you, what the hell do you call him? Whatever. My sister, my wife. Oh, oh frazzled. My wife's <laughs> uncle, whom I love. That's uncle-in-law. You're right. Great guy, my uncle-in-law. I really love. I mean, I love him. He's a great guy. I'm not. I'm not saying that in jest. Great, but, fabulous but. guy. No, but he texted me last night. West Virginia's up ten points, right? We're up ten points, and he texts me. West Virginia, they're looking pretty good. Why would you say that? Well, they were looking pretty good, man. Well, they were I don't want to hear points. that. I don't want to hear it. Leanna, my wife. My wife. She falls asleep, right? And then she wakes up, sees the score. She's like, "Oh, I feel like I can go to bed. They're gonna win. They're up twelve. Like she's never seen West Virginia blow a lead before." I mean, come on. I don't need that in my life. So the moral of this segment right now is basically don't say anything bad about West Virginia, but don't say anything about West Virginia at all while you're watching. Well, it just depends on when you're going to say it. Like, my buddy (laughs) just texted me about 20 minutes ago, and he's like, I feel like West Virginia is going to be at a disadvantage because of the travel because they had to come all the way back from San Diego, and then they go up to Boston to play these guys. And I said, well, if there's any team that's built for it, it's us because we're used to the travel. And that's fine. That's an okay conversation to have. When my other friend texted me this morning, F Villanova, that's okay too. I can deal with that right now. <laughs> when we're in the midst of a game where West Virginia is leading, I don't need you saying things are going pretty good. If West Virginia is losing, I don't need you to say, oh, West Virginia, they're not looking great. I know they're not looking great. And if they're looking good, I know they're looking good. Do you know how many layers of skin peeled off my knuckle last night while I'm knocking on wood? Okay, I don't need anybody telling me anything. Stay the F away from me during West Virginia. And that means via text, via tweet, via call. I think this is a good time in person to let the listeners out there know 
This Friday night, 727, when West Virginia gets that nice six-point lead with about eight minutes left to go in the second half, and everybody starts to go, oh my gosh, they're going to do this. Villanova's going down. The Mounties... That's when we barrage Adam's Twitter with congratulation <laughs> messages. Congrats on the Elite Eight, man. It's really well-deserved. I'm already two for two tweeting them at the you end of the game. son of a bitch. I've tweeted them, and they've lost both times. This Let's guy. Make it three for three. <laughs> this guy. I, I, it's the one seed. And you know what I'm really upset about? I think I screwed myself because a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted out that we all know how West Virginia's season's going to end. They're going to get to the Sweet 16, they're going to play a one seed, they're going to get a 16-point lead in the second half, and they're going to blow it. I tweeted this. What the hell's wrong with me? I might have to delete it. That's bad juju. That's like leaving your bike unlocked, juju. Really? And mine was really bad. That was really like, bad. Hey, Tom, that's worse than that mine, That was right? really bad. Let me hear mine again. I thought Tom never missed a butt. And you pulled a juju bike joke? I did. I almost brought a juju Jewish joke up at the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate. Madden was ripping Juju Smith-Schuster, and I was going to say that's anti-Semitic. Oh, no. I don't <laughs> think that one's actually that bad. Oh, no. That's actually a pretty good joke. Do you want to hear a great joke? Yes. This coming from Tim Benz, you can hear in 10 minutes on the Crowley Show. He said, how ironic is it that you're talking about West Virginia and you slipped up and called your wife your sister? <laughs> you're going to lose to Duke. Yeah, bastard. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley, but not after 727 on Friday. Oh, please. Especially at that time. Start tweeting at him. If you want to do it like 10 minutes before the tip-off and just give him a quick congrats, then that's fine, too. Yeah. I mean, throughout the whole game. Just really. give him a congrats. Yeah, just he, he really earned it this year. Reach out. He needs the support. No one believed in them. Look, they're the underdogs, but there's a chance. We so, could beat these guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You ever seen Little Giants? We could beat these guys. That's how I feel. We're not better than them. You only got to be better than them one day. And that day is Friday at 727. Tomorrow, Dickie V, 520 to talk about that and more here on the Crowley Show. Tim Benz in nine minutes. Matt Murray's back. His brain got rattled from an Olimata shot. I keep getting in my own way here. There's not a, there's not a fluid, I think, train of thought on today's radio program. But that's okay because this show doesn't really do things by the rules. Anyhow, I kept texting my buddy, finish, boys, finish, boys, as West Virginia was closing in yesterday uh, at the end of the game. So then he kept texting me the same thing because we wanted to be good luck to one another. And then I sent him a picture of Olimata, and I said, finish, boy. (laughs) Anyway, Matt Murray's brain got rattled, taking a slap shot to the head from the finish, boy. But he was playing his best hockey of the season at that time, he was 8-1-1 in his last 10 games. He had a 2-5-1 goals against average and a 9-23 save percentage. I think that, as Tim Benz has pointed out in his columns before on the trip, that you don't want to see what Daniel Broussard's greatest value is to the Penguins, which is depth for Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. An insurance policy, if one of them were to go down, he's the guy who would flex into their spot. But because they have him, I think that Crosby or Malkin, if they go down for a game or two, you can survive. You go down, you have Matt Murray, pardon me, go down for a game or two in the playoffs. 
I think you're looking at a loss or two. As much as I think Tristan Jari is a pretty good player, he's got good pedigree. As much as I think that Casey DeSmith has come in and played well at times for the Penguins this year, I don't trust either of them in a playoff series. Now, this goes completely against what I said at the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate, but I was drunk and not many of you were there to hear it. But the more I've thought about it, the Penguins need Matt Murray to be healthy in these playoffs. 195 goals against average, 928 save percentage, and four shutouts in 31 career postseason starts. The Penguins have been really good the last couple of seasons, but they've needed goaltending to bail them out in both postseasons. Uh, last year, Marc-Andre Fleury carried them in round one and round two. The year before that, Matt Murray was outstanding against the Washington Capitals. Outstanding. And really good against Tampa Bay. The Penguins need somebody who could be an eraser when you don't have your best game. And you're going to have those nights in the playoffs. You're going to have those nights anyhow. They need Matt Murray to be back and to be that guy, or else I don't think that they've got a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Now, maybe that's a little strong. Said the same thing last year without Chris Letang. But I am afraid that if they do not have Matt Murray and they have to trust those two goaltenders that even though they still might be the most talented team in hockey, it's not going to be enough to overcome. Coming up next, my man, Timothy Benz, Syracuse Orange alum. He's got some takes, just like I do, about the NCAA tournament. His squad's getting a lot of hate right now. I don't understand it. We'll talk to him about that, Matt Murray, and more. It's Crowley Show.